I've been waiting to come to see Pastor Mitch's, um, the, the, the church that he's pastoring here in, in um, Raleigh, North Carolina, because he was my pastor for a year in, in Florence. And he was my pastor for a year, but now he's my boss. Okay? So he's the overseer for Nicaragua, and I'm the, I'm the representative there. And I think we make a good team. I really appreciate Victory Church uh, allowing him, you know, letting, turning him loose because he's, he's going like four times a year. And he's given, uh, doing a great job. There's already a bridge in Managua named the Victory Bridge. And maybe some of you will, maybe some of you will go and see the Victory Bridge. It's one of the first works. And new churches are, are being um, built. Uh, and on this last trip, Pastor, Pastor Mitch um, allocated for some roofs to be put on, some, some new churches and one new church to extend, uh, extend their, their roof. And so the good things are happening. Um, with EFI, thanks to thanks to Pastor Mitch and Victory Church allowing him to to go and be a part of, of missions. Um, I want to tell you what's going on in Nicaragua, so that you'll know what you're a part of. You're you're sowing uh, into missions, and also you're sending your pastors part of. There's a religious transformation that's going on all over Latin America. Uh, Latin America has historically been Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic in name, the majority of people um, like when their babies are baptized in the, in the Catholic faith and they say they're Catholics, um, but the practice is not there. And there's a transformation going on. The evangelical churches are filling up and having to build new ones. And the, and the, the people are, are leaving, families are leaving Catholicism and leaving Catholicism and they're coming over to the evangelical Christianity where there's where there's knowledge of the Bible, where there's where there's a presence of the Holy Spirit, where there's a born again experience, where the Holy Spirit's poured out on. And, and we're we're seeing a transformation in one generation. Let me tell you about Korea In one generation in 40 years, a span of 40 years, South Korea, which was Buddhist. In 40 years changed, and the, the majority of South Koreans now are evangelical Christians like us. The majority of, Korean, of Koreans. That happened in 40 years. And, it's, and the same thing is now occurring in Nicaragua uh, ahead of other Latin American countries. Look, we're only four points difference. Four points different in, between the Roman Catholic and the evangelical. There's 46% of the population now is Roman Catholic. And 42% is evangelical. Brothers and sisters, it could be next year where, where it's half and half. It could be next year. And, the, and, we're, and we're building the churches because if you put a roof up, the people congregate up underneath it. And, preach, and we, they're preached the gospel to and they're baptized. And so it could be, it could be next year it, it becomes, you know, it, uh, half and half. And then the following year, the evangelical church just takes off and the majority of Nicaraguans will be evangelical Christians. Okay, you're a part of that. You're a part of that news. Follow the news. Follow, follow the uh, follow what's going on in Latin America, especially Nicaragua. And we're, I'm excited. I'm part of making history. I'm part of making history. There's a transformation going on. If you have your Bibles, how many of you love the word of God? How many of you believe the Word of God? Well, we're going to look into it, and I want you to open your Bible to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. The title of the message is very short and very simple, and it's, it is go. Okay? The title of the message is go. 
We're going to read the Scriptures. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And this, we know it is the Great Commission. Jesus came and told His disciples, I have been given all authority. Who has all authority? Jesus told His disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Who's with us until the end of the age? Jesus is with us until the end of the age. Jesus is, is here speaking from an authority position. He's not speaking as, as a, a friend. He's not speaking as um, a brother. He is speaking in an authoritative position. He said, all authority is given to me in heaven and in earth. I have all the authority. I am the boss. I tell you what to do. I have all authority. And here's my command. Here's my command. Go and make disciples of all nations. Go and teach these new disciples to also obey my commands. He is speaking as, the, as somebody that orders people around. And you've got an order and I've got an order. We have to go into all the world and make disciples and teach them to obey Jesus. How many of you enjoying the Word of God? Well, there was a young man in Florence. Um, I'm from Florence, South Carolina. And this young man, he was freshman year in college. His name was McKinley Jordan. They call him Mac. And McKinley, he's a he's born again Christian. He's he's on fire. He's on fire for the Lord. And and he knows my family, knows my nephew. And I was talking. I wanted my nephew to come and be an intern to spend two months. And so I said, I said, um, Brett, I want you to come to Nicaragua and bring a friend. He said, Well, well, um, McKinley would go with me. And it wound up that McKinley went. And Brett didn't. But I am so glad McKinley went. He was with us two, two months, and God used that young person so much. I give an invitation. I like for him to come in twos. But anybody on, on summer break from college, maybe a senior in high school, uh, why don't you think about going? McKinley heard the call, and he was with us for two months, and I'm going to show some pictures. There you are. He, um, you know, he, he might not have a lot of, he was a, he's a theologian. He's into theology. And he didn't maybe not have a lot of musical talent or stuff like that or, or athletic, but he can teach English. How many of you here speak English? You, you, you know, he, he, could, he, could, he, he taught English. And we had so many young people added to church because McKinley was given English classes twice a week. It's awesome what happened through McKinley. He was there. He was staying in our house. And any interns that come, they want to spend their summer vacation with us. Of course, your pastor has to send you. You have to be sent. You know, we're not a reform school for, for bad children. But anybody, anybody wanted to come, and he came, and, I, and we, we had a Spanish tutor, so he was learning Spanish, and he was teaching English, and he taught me, he was teaching me new words. He was teaching me, I, I thought that I knew what was being, I thought I knew English, but it's changing. And there's a dialect, I'm going to call it a dialect, called Gen Z. The new generation, the Z generation. And um, he, he would talk, and I would say, wait a minute, that doesn't sound good. And, and it, to me, it's a whole new, it, you, and you might, you're already aware of it, but I just became aware. I only come here once a, once a year for a couple of weeks, and I notice things change. I notice the, the cell phones, they get big, and then they get smaller. I noticed that the, the cars, one year, got real big again, and they were smaller. And I noticed the, the fashions, and, I, and I see, every year I see something change. But 
when, these, when this new generation of Americans talks to me, they talk normal. But when they talk among themselves, and when I'm not here, they speak their language. And I've got a little pop quiz right here. I've got a little pop quiz. And you thought you knew what dope means, but dope used to be bad. When I was brought up, dope was bad. You know, if something was dope, it was illegal. You know? Dope. And sick. Sick is... And so maybe some of you are not aware, but your language is changing before your very eyes. And remember, sick is good. How many of you raise your hand and say sick is good now? Sick is good. You know, when, you hear, when, they, when they say sick, oh, sick man, that is good. And when they say I'm dead, I'm dead. When, when somebody says I'm dead, that, that's good too. I'm dead is good. It means I'm laughing, you know. And, and slay, slay, you know. That's a violent term, you know, slay, but... Oh, and, and, and when they say we love that, it means we don't love that. We don't like it. We don't like that. No, that, we don't like that. We say we love that. And, and um, how many, who, can, who can yell out what goat means? What does goat mean? There you go. There you go. And finesse. I thought and finesse was a good word. Finesse. He's got finesse. And, you know, finesse, but now finesse is bad. You know, how many of you have been finessed? You know, okay. And lit. Now, when I was a young man, I would come home. I would come home lit. You know. But um, lit's changed changed its meaning. Aux. Uh, I won't go into that word. The next word because I heard it's getting uh, more and more a word you don't say in church. And then we'll skip over to bops. That means music. And flexstone. Anybody here ever get flexstone? Huh? Uh, I don't know what flexstone is. Well, you're not passing the test then. Okay. And if you, if in case you didn't know many of these, I got two for extra credit. Snack, you know, is um, what does snack mean? Huh? Yeah, attractive, attractive. Good, very good. And then when I finish the message, we all, we all got a blast. Okay, we all got a blast. So uh, the language is changing. Um, McKinley, it was so wonderful to have him. Our bo- both of our boys moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee. We got a big two-story house. Uh, four bedrooms, three baths, and it's echoes when Millie and I talk. and say, Millie, 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 Millie. So we enjoyed having, and we invite any, any young person that feels a call of God on their life, you want to do some, you want to do a, a, a month, two months, three months missions, um, hook, hook up with us and talk with Pastor Mitch and get him to recommend you. Okay? Let's go on with this topic of go. Matthew 18 said, uh, Jesus is speaking, that he is ordering us that you have to go. Now, I heard, I heard someone say this when they're talking about missions in a conference. They said, and if you feel led, go. No, it's not. This is not one of those where you feel led. Led is a heavy metal. And when you put it around your ankles, it makes it hard to move. Okay, we're not talking about led here. We're talking about you are commanded. So you need to analyze and evaluate. And it's not when, you, when or if you feel led. Remember, led is a heavy metal. Lead is a heavy metal and it makes it hard to do things. When you are commanded to do something, how many of you stopped at a stoplight because you felt led? Did you stop at the stoplight because you felt led? How many of you when, you, when your mama told you to do something and if you, you didn't do it unless you felt led? You know, that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of um, situation we're in. How many of you don't pay your taxes unless you're led? So this is one of those deals. It's not whether you're led or not. You are ordered. You are ordered. We all must go. 
We all must be in movement. Now, you can look at me and you say, well, well, he's telling us that because he's gone. You know, I've gone, I moved to Nicaragua, so therefore I can point my finger at everybody around here and say, where do you live? I'm still in Raleigh. Well, you got to go. You know, I'm not doing that. And I, and I, this week, I'm going to share a little bit of audio clip where a, a, a prophet spoke to me and I realized that I have to go. I have to go. It's an ongoing thing. You can't say, I went. Went's not good enough. We all must go. I'm going to get more into that. We're going to look at uh, Matthew 19.22. And the question is, why don't more people go? Why don't people go? Jesus was going. Jesus went around Judea and he was preaching. He was preaching about, about God, letting people know how God is, how God loves them. He was being an example. He was healing the sick and he was teaching them. And, and he came upon this young man. This, this, guy, this guy wanted eternal life. He said, he said, what more must I do? I've been keeping the commandments. He said, okay, I'm going to give you another one. You'll come with me. Come and follow me. Get rid of all your stuff and come with me. And here we're going to read Matthew 21, 19, 21. Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad. For he had many possessions. Sometimes people don't go. The first reason I'm going to put is because, is because, what is the first reason? Put it up there. The first reason people don't go is because of, is because of possessions. They are, they are tied. When somebody says, I work hard making a living, I work hard and my free time is for me to enjoy myself and do what I want to do. That, kind, that attitude, that type, of, that type of lifestyle, I work hard and I do what I want to do in my free time, that type of life, those, that attitude doesn't go anywhere. And, and people sometimes, like I was in this situation, past tense conformity. I went and therefore I'm good, I'm cool. I'm cool, I went because I live in Managua now. You know, I went, but that's past tense. Past tense conformity. The comfort is another reason. Comfort. People are, we're, we're comfortable. And the past tense and comfort and all these things. Brothers and sisters, we are commanded and we have to be mobile. We have to be mobile. And, um, well, you see that chair up there? You know, that, those are very common in the United States, right? Well, Millie and I, we just got our recliners. This year we got recliners, and we and we we jack that thing back right, and fall asleep. Those were, uh, but mine mine were made in Vietnam, and they're kind of small. They look like that in the picture. I thought it was a lazy boy made in Florence, right? I thought it was a big one, but they're small. And when you lean over to get something, it falls over, you know. But but we like our recliner. But be be on the lookout. Comfort and conformity. Those kind of things will prevent you from going. You've got to brush it off. You've got to remember. We have to remember what the Lord, our Lord has told us to do. Okay? So, stop missing opportunities. Stop missing. Look, we're going to look, and I'm going to finish up here. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Look at this in your Bible. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. If you didn't bring your Bible, uh, look at it on the screen. Now, here's Jesus again. It's about the same time, about the same week when He's telling them they have to go into all the world. 
And, and, but he's, he's also told him this. These are some of the last words of Jesus, his instructions before he went to heaven. He replied, uh, the Father alone has the authority to set dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He said, he said, you will be my witnesses and you will tell everyone about me in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Tonight, we need to look around us and draw our map. We need to have a map and see clearly what God wants of us if we are His if we are in obedience, He has a command over us to go. And we know what we're supposed to do. And now we know through the Scriptures where we are supposed to go. Now, wherever you live, that is your Jerusalem. That is your city. For Victory Church, it's Raleigh, North Carolina. That is your Jerusalem. And you are to go. And you are to preach and teach um, through your message, through your word, through your actions, we are co communicators and we have to be communicating. We have to make disciples. We have to f find people and, and make them believe in Jesus. That is our job. Everywhere, Jerusalem, Judea, Judea could be like the state of North Carolina, your region, your area. That is Judea. And um, I want to sh show you um, that what Samaria is. John 4, 4. John 4, 4. Jesus was going through Judea and He was preaching and teaching and He was giving the Christian message. But it says in John 4, 4, it says in John 4, 4 that He had to go through Samaria. He had to go through Samaria and then He told us, you will, you will be My witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and you will be My witnesses in Samaria. That's what he said in Acts 1 8. And it was it says in John 4 4, he had to go through Samaria on the way. Now, what is Samaria? Samaria is people near you in your vicinity that you your paths can cross them. You don't have to get on an airplane to go there, but they are not like you. Judea, people that are those are people like you. Those are people like you, your brothers, your kin, your your people that have the same the same culture you have, but around us, and it's getting to me in Raleigh more and more, there are different groups, different ethnicities. And those are the Samaritans that Jesus is referring to. You don't have to get on a plane to find them. It's necessary sometimes that you go through Samaria and you will see people that don't look like you, people that don't think like you, people that don't speak like you, people that don't have the same worldview you have. That is your Samaria. We must draw a new map. And I wasn't thinking like this last month. I wasn't thinking. I was content. I was conformed. I had past tense conformity with my achievements that I think if anybody wants to, wants to um, hand wrestle with me, arm wrestle me over who's gone, I've gone. How far have you gone? I've gone further. You know, that kind of attitude. But I heard a word from a prophet. I heard a word, and I'm going to play. I'm going to play that so that you will realize that we all must go. Even the missionaries must go. Went is not enough. I've been on a missions trip. Went is not enough. 
It's a continual thing of this is what we do. This is what we do. Um, so I was at the conference, and this prophet was there. His name was Jim Riley. He's well known. He's well known. He was there, and he was. Um, I saw this tall guy, looked like he needed a shave, and he was standing over there on the side of the wall, and he was just looking at people. And I said, "Who is this weirdo?" You know, but that's what he was doing. He was scoping out. He was getting a word of the Lord for for you. He was getting a word. Oh, got a word, got a word. And when he when he came up beside me, Millie was there. He said, "Is this your wife?" I said, yes. He said, you have to be down here in the conference room at 830 in the morning. I've got a word for you. So I, I said, oh, Millie, you're going to get it now. Oh, he said, are you my wife? We're trying to figure out, right? He said, you're my wife. And so you got to be down here at 830. Millie, you got to be down at 830. I'll go with you, but you got to be down at 830. Right. And so um, uh, and, and you got to stop treating me so bad. You're going to you're going to. So um, we, we get down at 8.30, you know, we're all nervous and sweating. And um, he, told, he, he told us a lot of things, we recorded it all, but I'm not going to share it with you because it's personal. He, he said one thing, and, and when the prophet, when you have a word from prophet, you have to judge that prophecy, right? Right, Pastor May, you have to judge it. So I'm, I'm, I judge what he said. He said some, some crazy stuff. He said, you and Millie were brought together so that she could... She could um, she could be a voice in your life. And she'll tell you exactly what to do. No, no, no. Come on now. And, and then he leaned over in a chair and he looked me in the eyes. And he said, whatever she tells you to do, that is God. So I'm not playing that. I'm not playing that. If I figure out how to erase it on my cell phone, I'll erase it too. But No, I'm joking. How many of you know, how many know that, that men are stupid? God's given, God's given more intelligence to the woman, right? And she's the helpmate. She's the helpmate for him. God, if God puts two stupid people together, that's not much help. So God made the helpmate a little bit more intelligent, right? Okay, well, I won't go into that. That's another message. <clears throat> but I will let you hear 15 seconds, okay? You're gonna, I'm going to play 15 seconds of Jim Riley. Listen quick, listen close. And he's talking to a missionary, okay? And he's, okay, and he, uh, he found me out. Let's, can you play it? And I also used to see you go to other countries in that particular region. You're supposed to be doing that too. Okay. Okay, so don't quit. Keep moving. Okay, because you're pioneers in that area. Okay? Okay, that's all I'm going to share with you. You know, the rest is none of your business. It was to me. Okay? Now, but that convicted me. Because at the conference, doors were opening. Brian, we want you to go back to Chiapas, Mexico. No, but I'm good. I'm in Nicaragua now. I'm in Managua. I got a recliner. You know, I'm good. And, and then they come and say, Brian, we want you to go to Guatemala. You started a Bible school. You, you do Bible schools all over Nicaragua. You've got one. And you know, you, you help get one started in Chiapas. We want you to go to Mexico. The EFI is spreading and we're helping churches and helping raise up new leaders for this end time harvest. And we, we want you to go to Guatemala. And I said, I'm, I'm cool. I'll pray about it. I'll pray. And when, you, when somebody says, I'll pray about it, what does that mean? So I told him, I'll pray about it. And now the, um, <clears throat> the prophet came, the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I've got to go and find and see if these doors closed or they're open because I too have to go. If I'm going to accept God's calling, he said, he said, you're pioneers in this region. And I can see you traveling in the region and not just in Managua, you know, driving, driving to the church. We've planted two churches so far, but we're helping pastors. If they're close to Managua, I help you, you know. 
But I've, you know, the Lord convicted me. And I hope tonight somebody is feeling a little edgy that they want to get off their chair, that they want to get out of their recliner, and we have to go. You don't necessarily, to obey, have to buy an airplane ticket because you've got plenty of Jerusalem, you've got plenty of Judea, and you've got Samaria all around. You've got Samaria all around. Samaritans, people that don't, aren't like you, and you're to reach out to them too. Amen? So we're going we're gonna to close right now. And I'm going to... Um, Something that um, something that Mac would do with the um, with the Spanish people when he was teaching English class. Let me say one more thing before we do a little exercise. Uh, this is a technique to teach a foreign language to somebody. But I want to talk about about into the uttermost parts of the earth. Victory Church is a going church. The the prophet told me you got to keep moving. Look at your neighbor and say, "Got to keep moving." Don't let's don't get comfortable. It's not, the, the coming of Jesus gets closer and closer and we can't be getting more and more comfortable. We have to get up out of our lazy boy and we have to be going people. And, it, and you know, but it comes a time when you're when you're maybe you're not your health is not good enough. You're 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 getting age and, and going on these trips and and have taking these risks is not right for you. But then again, but then God invented something called proxy. How many of you heard of proxy? If you can't go, you can send somebody. How can they go unless they were sent? So there's a new generation coming up. There's people younger than you that are willing to go, but they don't, they're not in the, in the financial condition you are. And you can send somebody to fight your battles. You can send somebody to, to and you're a part of that. A sender is just as much necessary as a goer. And so think about proxy. Uh, whenever you hear about a missions trip, whenever you hear about an outreach, whenever you hear about that thing, is this, is this Lord? If, if you're not to do it physically, you can do it by proxy, okay? Now, the last thing, I'm going to ask you all to stand on your feet. And when we're teaching English, we're teaching verbs, and the verbs, you have to conjugate verbs. You have to conjugate a verb. I, I learned Spanish and I learned English. And you have to learn how to conjugate a verb. And when we, when we teach conjugation, uh, the, the tenses of a verb, the conjugation is I, you, he, she, we, and they. So when we're teaching a language, we will, we will use this technique. And when you say I, you point at yourself. And when you say you, you point at somebody else. And when you say he, you point at a guy, right? And so if we see the, the Nicaraguan pointing at a girl, he, did not, he does not know what he's doing. And if we say you and he's doing like this, then that, this, is, um, this, is, this is them, this is they, and this is we, okay? They and we. Okay, so we're going to practice the word go, okay? We're going to conjugate the verb to go. And when we say I, you know who you got to point at, and I'm going to see if you're listening, see if you understand. And if, if we say the next, the next person in the conjugation is you, and you're going to point your finger at somebody. And you look them and you give them the command. <clears throat> and then we're going to say, um, he, make sure you point at a guy. And, and she, make sure you point at a girl. And then we say, we and they. Let's do it. I go. You go. He goes. She goes. We go. They go. Amen. The Lord bless you tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brian. Y'all have a seat a minute. I want to. You stand up here, Brian. Come here. So uh, one thing I did want to mention: we got a lot going on in uh, 
Nicaragua, um, and he's talking about going. How many know we have our biggest mission field right here? America needs the Lord. So uh, anyway, beyond that, there's also uh, foreign missions, and this is a a great opportunity. So uh, some of you that I just wanted to open this up and let you make comments. So um, once a year, I know uh, Image Church in uh, near Charlotte, they're in, uh, what's the name of their city? Matthews, North Carolina, near Charlotte. Uh, they go and they, they build churches. They'll build a wall or some, a whole wall of a church or they'll lay a floor or, or uh, they'll put a roof on or a foundation or add on to a building and this, that, and the other. So if you have uh, expertise in building and would like to do something like that, if you'd let me know, then we can put you, I can put you in contact with the people that are going and, uh, and perhaps you can be involved in that. And, uh, and I, I haven't said this to anybody here yet, but if, uh, if you're a contractor, know how to build things, and uh, if you would like to be involved in helping in Nicaragua, if you'd let me know, then maybe I can work with Brian when they've got a project that needs to be completed in some church, and we could set something up. Would that work? Wiring, put, put you Talk, talk. Wait, 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 wait. Let's do this. You're on mute. There you go. About any kind of skill over here is transferable. Wiring, if you know how to do wiring, uh, churches, and we put a roof up, it's the time to run the wiring um, for the, you know, and there's um, um, carpentry. Uh, welding is very, very needed, welders. And so about any kind of construction skill is transferable over there. Uh, if you like to teach, and Isaiah Short went over there, and he taught video editing, and it was it was tremendous. He moved the churches forward in their in their ability to communicate through, you know, through um, through visual um, things, yeah, and... graphic design, video editing. What what kind of skill do you have? It's probably very applicable if you're athletic, if you like youth. Um, so so think about it. Think about think about not all your vacation time spending on having your fun. It's fun to go on a missions trip. You know? Can I mention to them one of the churches um, actually put on a vacation Bible school there last summer? And how many churches? More than one church, wasn't? It? Yeah, yeah. Tell them about that. Some, when when image, when image church goes, they um, and and when we do a vacation Bible school, and it's uh, your vacation time is not their vacation time. They're end of the year. Um, school vacation is in December and January. That's the end of the year. We do it here in the United States during the old time of the harvest so that the children can work in the fields and in the harvest. Um, but you go and we do, and when, when we do one, we'll have 100 kids in, in several, several different locations, 100 kids a day, 100 kids a day. And um, they have school. The morning, the morning is for morning school kids, and the afternoon is another group of kids the schools are overcrowded so they do it in two shifts so when we do it in the um in the in the afternoon we'll do a um a vacation bible school and in that community every all the other kids play hooky and they come to our vacation bible school so well, you'll run 100 120 kids every day you can have the same kids we usually do two days in one in one location and move to another and it's great giving crafts you know crafts and a snack teaching them uh, the, the Bible. And it's great to help those new churches also to get a good boost. When, you, when we're planning a new church in the neighborhood, we'll, we'll like for a team to come in and do, uh, do a vacation Bible school, do a children's campaign. Oh, and that just creates so much excitement in that neighborhood and puts that church on the map. You know, and it's, it's not hard to do. It's not expensive. You just have to go. 
That's right. Well, let's talk about two more things. Uh, they have ISOM, International School of Ministry, and how many locations. Tell them what's going on with that, because well, that's going on all over, Nicole. Yeah, we're doing uh, an ISOM Bible school lasts for 15 months. It's a video Bible curriculum. Uh, well-known, um, well-known teachers um, from all over the world. Give them some names of some um, of the teachers. There's um, Joyce Myers. There's um, Willie George for children's ministry and youth ministry. T.L. Osborne for evangelism. Reinhard Bonka. Um, Bayless Connolly from California, and there's there's about 30, 30 professors. They're all they're all proven people. They they spent their lives um, doing a particular work of God, and now they took time to film a, a course, and that's part of the Bible the Bible school, the video curriculum. And this happens all over the world now. These yeah. these curricula are everywhere. Yeah, it's a video projector, a small amp, and you go in. You we, sometimes we get. Um, we get all kind of different locations to do it in, and we'll set up a school. It lasts 15 months. We graduate them, uh, graduate pastors and leaders, and you saw all the pictures, right? Of, and it's very serious over there, this, um, this Bible school, and we can start one up, and then sometimes they continue on for another cycle. Other times we move on, and we're doing them in Messiah, doing them in El Viejo, the old man, doing them in Managua, um, Esteli, and different Chinandega. parts. Chinandega. Yeah. yeah, Chinandega, so... So yeah, that's um, that's something good. That's helping the, the the raise up pastors and leaders to make excellent churches, to run the churches, to know about ministry, uh, and ISOM is in 140 countries. It's awesome. So we've we've got a lot we're doing there. So I haven't said a lot about this at Victory Church, but you know, anytime you want to give to something extra to a ministry, uh, our Nicaragua outreach from Victory Church, we got a lot going on there. And uh, it's there's some worthy things happening, and uh, and you could just let me know, and uh, and we could send some finances over there for ISOM. The schools are constantly needing. In fact, we're upgrading some equipment. Uh, some of the projectors need to be upgraded, and uh, yeah. uh, we help them in various ways with several of the schools there. Another thing they have, I'm trying to close this down. Another thing they have there, he just started is. Uh, a lot of the young people uh, uh, just don't have the wherewithal to be able to go. To, they go to school. It's not the same as it is in the States. They go to school and then they go to college, which is not exactly the same as it is in the States. But to have a, a, ch- a, a teenager, uh, upper years teenager, go to college, it's $50 a month, 50 U.S. dollars. And then if they graduate from college, it, I mean, it ups the ante on the money they can earn, and it really lifts the, their, the level of income for their family in a tremendous way. So what Brian set up, he's set up a program. I'm going to let you take off in a minute. Okay. He set up a program where uh, you can support for $50 a month, send a child to college, and that child, to do that, they become an intern in one of our churches. And in return for the $50, they've got to, they've got to work in the church X period of time every week. They help the pastor with the youth ministry, children's ministry, or whatever he needs to be done. And, uh, and it's a really great program for putting a spiritual initiative in the kids as well as giving them an education. It's $50 a month to so talk about it. Right yeah, um, we, we've, we've had experience doing this. I've been over there 20 years, and we've been doing this. That uh, someone in the church, uh, somebody about to graduate, they're going on to college. I'll, uh, up until now, it's been my mom, my aunt in Colorado, my sisters, you know, and a good friend. They would. They, it, it's six hundred dollars for the year, fifty dollars a month, and that's what tuition is over there. Tuition over there is thirty to fifty dollars. So if you, if it, if the college they pick is only thirty dollars, can you believe that thirty dollars a month? Can you believe you can go a year of college for six hundred bucks? 
And somebody, oh, well, that doesn't include housing. Well, the, the colleges over there don't have dorms. The housing is they stay at home. They stay at home and go to a university in their town, okay? And so, and this, this young person, and we work primarily in poor areas, it would be impossible for them to study. If they get a college degree, studies show in Latin America, Nicaragua included, you get, you'll make 75% more if you have a college degree uh, in Latin America. And so these college, so while they're in college, we're, they're, they're getting $50 from the program to pay their tuition. It helps a little bit with transportation and school. But we've got a worker. We've got somebody dedicated. We've got a young talent. And we find their talent. And we've got our children's churches are run by college, college students. Um, we also now, um, since um, Isaiah came over, we have a new thing that we're doing in video editing. And so right now I'm training a guy in video editing, and he's going to have to come to the church on Tuesdays and Saturdays and edit videos, okay? I don't That's have to awesome. do it anymore. You saw the video I put on it, but now I don't have to do it because he's got a college scholarship. So what you can do is what you're doing is you're better in the future for a person, and you're giving the church a worker for four years as an intern. Mm -hmm. I think That's it's good. a wonderful idea. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You know? So if anybody likes to support a child in Nicaragua, a teenager to go to college, uh, and just up the ante of life and help them to be a help them to be an intern in the church, uh, then we can uh, we can help you do that. It's fifty dollars a month, six hundred dollars a year, and we'll make more. We'll have more information. We actually have a website. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he has. Do you have that where you can stick? I don't know if he we even it's, have that. Yeah. We didn't plan to do that. Yeah. Well, it's coming up. It's coming up a web a website where you can go and do giving online, and um, my, I I just want it to grow. I want to be able to offer it to more churches rather than the churches that I plant. I want to be able to to have a you know this is something new churches can can apply for, and we've got enough sponsors that we can sponsor a lot. Right now we've got two being sponsored and three on a waiting list, and I you know I don't want to get little I want I don't want to get these young people's hopes up. So we're trying this called the Anaspal project. Anaspal is the Greek word in the Bible. Jesus said, which one of you, if, uh, if your ox falls in a ditch on the Sabbath, you won't reach down and pull him out? That's the verb, Anaspal, reach down and pull him up. He's in a bind, he's in a situation, he can't get out himself, and you can pull him up, Anaspal. It's the Anaspal project, and um, we're putting people on another level turning people in a poor neighborhood with no, not much hope, not much future, unemployment, um, they're not making less than $200 a month, and we're putting, pulling them up, and now they're making $1,000, $2,000 a month. You know, doesn't seem like much here, but it, that's a good, a good job over there, and it works. And I've been doing it for years. I want it to expand further than my capability and my family's capability. My family's big now. I've got, I've got brothers and sisters in Raleigh, North Carolina. Come on, brother. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. How about give this guy a hand? I'm going to turn this off and let you take that with you. So, um, anyway, just wanted to uh, lastly let you be aware again. I've shared this many times. I've been going four times a year. Uh, 2020, I'm going three because I'm going to uh, Thailand in February. And I got a guy going on my behalf in February, and he's going to take my place and go to the various locations I've been going. We've got five locations uh, we've been going to the last couple of times. Well, the last time particularly. 
in Nicaragua, and we have five goals there, and Brian's helping me do that. We're trying to raise the spiritual level in the lives of the pastors by ministering to the Word to them and helping raise their character level so they can be good quality leaders, so they can be good trainers of other people. Uh, we're also wanting to lift the uh, prayer life in the in the ch- in the churches because foundation. How many know prayer is the foundation for everything God does? anywhere on earth. Thirdly, uh, we want to help the pastors train leaders. We're in the middle of all this right now. Fourthly, we want to help the churches reach their community with the gospel. And then fifthly, we want to help the churches plant churches. So all all of that takes resources. And Brian is working with me. And this is really a new thing we're doing to some degree. Uh, And we're really uh, fomenting our efforts and really focusing in on planting churches to do that. All five of those things are necessary. Raising the spiritual level of the pastors, helping the churches learn to pray more effectively, helping the pastors train leaders through the ISOM school, and then other things we'll be doing, and then helping them reach their community with evangelism, and then helping them actually start churches and plant churches in their area. So that takes resources. And so what we're doing, Evangel Fellowship, in fact, if a church can raise some funds we match from EFI the funds we also have churches like ours individually when a church needs to be built maybe they need to buy property or they need to build a building uh, then uh, individual churches sometimes give money to build a building we've bought we've built many buildings in Ethiopia in the past so we're going to start doing things like that in Nicaragua as well I just haven't said a lot about it because I needed to put my feet on the ground for this past year uh, 2019 so we're in the thick of it now and uh, I am glad Brian came are you are y'all glad to hear Brian tonight thank you